a positively remarkable forum. It's fabulous to have you here today. And just in case you've never met me before, <laughs> I'm C. Sprawner. I am a gratitude evangelist and just happy to be your host uh, once a month or every now and then. You know, this is definitely a time of year that means a lot of different things to many, many different people. But as we move through our pillars of strength, no matter what time of year it is, I think we can all find something that resonates. And I just want to, especially since with the release of the Magic of Positivity's book on the third edition, where we have a new pillar added, I definitely want to go through these today and and welcome you to think a little bit about them. We have show that you care, accept responsibility, keep your word, which is today's topic, enjoy a little craziness, always think remarkable, treat with respect, and never give up. And I would like you to join me in welcoming Mary Jean Valente. She is an author, a speaker. She's an inspirational wedding officiant and a positivity servant. I do want to read this quick quote. I can't uh, think of anywhere I'd rather be right now with everything that's been said in the intention of this group. So thank you so much for inviting me, Cease. I am more than pleased because I had no idea what this would be like. And I am absolutely delighted. And I love everything that's been shared so far. I love the word positude. Uh, I will be using that. And one of the things about being positive and why we would choose to be positive, I know we all want to help make our world better. And when we're positive, we hold a vibration and energy of frequency that even without saying a word radiates out and everybody who comes into our sphere of action, whether they are conscious of it or not, they receive it and they feel it. It's sort of like why animals like to be around certain people. It's mm -hmm. that positive and that, that loving vibration of being positive that affects the entire world. So if we ever want to make our world better, committing to being positive is a very big deal. And it's something everybody can do because sometimes it's frustrating. What can I do to make it better? Being positive is absolutely essential. Yeah, so, so true. I do want to ask you a little bit about our next slide. And this is just, it, I was going through Facebook, honestly. This is not a photo that Mary Jean sent me, but this is how we originally met several years ago, was actually on Facebook. So don't overlook your social media, right? And this is what we're all doing right now is, is creating this extended world. But in Facebook, I saw this photo and I'm sure that there must be a fabulous story here because to me, this is a glorious place to be and to spend any moment. What happened here? I was doing a wedding for a couple. I think it was just the two of them and me and maybe a photographer and one friend. And it wasn't a planned place. They just drove up PCH and found this spot and we walked in and there were these rocks. So we actually held a ceremony there. And you saw this because now it's a pinned post on my Facebook. And if you see above it, it says my prayer, which is something I had written. Uh, and I would say it's pretty positive. 
And this was a beautiful, beautiful, glorious day. I don't know what I was pointing at, but I love this photo too, because of the feeling of it. It has a lot of peace and, and just the beauty of the ocean and the sky makes me very happy just to look at it. It really is a moment. And uh, thank you for, for posting it and sharing it with us. We have another photo that I think sums up the tranquility of what it is that you provide, both not just with the couples that you're dealing with, but in your daily thoughts and some of the things that you shared. How long um, have you been in this space, Mary Jean? As an officiant, 23 and a half years. I was in the wedding industry prior to that as a wedding planner. And it was because I saw many weddings as a planner. And unfortunately, it kind of broke my heart that a lot of officiants will do two, three, four ceremonies a day, as many as they get to. And a lot of them arrive and say, I'm here, we got to get started, I got to get to the next one. And I thought to myself, this is such a sacred moment. And I'm not even talking about religion, but about love between two people. And to treat it with love and respect and give it all your heart and soul. So that's why I finally got ordained and moved into being an officiant. And this particular photo is all about positivity and magic and love. Um, in my building, there's a woman named Sandra from Switzerland. Her cousin and fiance wanted to come here to get married. And her cousin always had this belief that anything is possible and it will work out. Sandra had told me about that. And she said, sometimes I think she's, you know, wishes for too much. At any rate, we couldn't go to Greystone. It wasn't available, which is a lovely, lovely, actually a public park in Beverly Hills. So I called the Bel Air Hotel and I said, I have a couple and myself and another person and a photographer is there any possibility we can take a little space or use the gazebo? And she said, sure. And I said, okay, how much? And she said, oh, you can just do it under the bridge near the water. No charge. Now that's a very positive income uh, outcome. But then even more than that, we go and we're standing there doing the ceremony. If any of you have been to the Beller hotel, there is a, a sort of a, little lake pond and there are swans in it so we're standing right near the edge of the water and these three swans came over lined up just as you see in this picture and stayed there for the entire ceremony i've never seen a swan do that it's sort of like if i didn't have the picture i'd think telling people they would think oh you're crazy you're making it up but it relates to, again, the frequency of positivity, the vibration of really extraordinary love that was present. And this is a testament to how powerful being positive and always radiating love is. And it extends to all beings, whether it's our fellow human beings whether it's sentient beings that come from the animal or bird world, or even trees and plants, say, hug a tree. All 
beings feel this. And I think in personal and professional life, we talk about ourselves being happy and successful. I think when you have posititude, you attract to yourself more people because they feel they may not, again, consciously know why, but they want to be around it. They want to be near it. And ultimately, I believe through osmosis, they catch it. One of my spiritual teachers said, spirituality is caught, not taught. So without preaching or saying a word, if you just know how to be it, you're always constantly giving the gift. You have such an elegant way of speaking and sharing. I cannot believe that the only claim to fame you have, and I know better, is being a wedding efficient. It's certainly your joy, but how else do you express this throughout your day and, and your career even? Interestingly enough, a lot of people that I know call me and say, what do you think about this? And I'm going to write this letter and how should we do it? And uh, I have a friend who has two children and she calls me because they are going through something. So sometimes it's just people I know or meet that just want to ask me these questions. And as far as words go, I'm a lover of words. Um, back in the day when we used to use dictionaries, I would go to look up a word and it might take me a half hour to 45 minutes because I would see one and I go, oh, and then I would read that one and I would read another one. Uh, and to me, words are fascinating. They're like the artist's tools. Uh, it's like a paintbrush or a canvas or different colors. So the words you use, actually, they hold an energy and vibration. So it's really important to choose them carefully and with love. Uh, and for amusement for everyone, there's a man named Don Hewley, H-U-E-L-L-Y, and he posts the word of the day. And he comes from Radio Cease. I think I told you about this. And he has a magnificent voice. And he takes a word that probably you've never heard of before. And he explains it. And then he gives a story about it. So if you ever are interested in uh, or fascinated with words, check him out. I, you'd be very amused. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if we could um, talk a little bit about our next slide. You have in this one, two hands holding a heart. Um, you hold their hand too in your process, right? At times I do, I custom design everything. So I like to meet with a couple if I can't meet with them in person, which I did always before the pandemic. Now, sometimes it's over the phone or whatever, but depending on what they want and what they're comfortable with is how I create the ceremony and all of its content, whether we engage in physical contact or not. Um, because again, everything is energy and vibration. And for me, I am there to serve them. They're not there to fit into my way of doing things. I love crystals and this pink crystal heart, I had mentioned to them, would they like to use it in their ceremony? Would they like to hold it as their, um, as I asked them for their commitment and marriage? 
Uh, so they hold it together. And then of course they get to keep the pink uh, crystal heart. So uh, rose quartz is the vibration of love and that's why we use it. And the photographer got this very beautiful picture. And so I keep it and use it. And I think it's a beautiful expression of their love. I, um, I had not prepped you for this question because I only thought of it when you said the words rose quartz. And I, I would love to hear from you in what you do. And I know you've touched the lives of so many people. Um, is there a moment in, in this that really touched you and your heart with some of the people that you've had the opportunity to work with? In this particular ceremony or in any ceremony? In, in any ceremony. I know you must have dealt with hundreds of people, but if I put you on the spot right now and I said, Mary Jean, you absolutely have to tell me about the one that touched you in a way that anyone, more than any others, what comes to mind? Well, you're right. There are many. I'm thinking recently of one that was last year and it was a couple that came in from Boston and he had a son, which she then became a stepmother of, but they had been in relationship for quite a long time. The child had a certain kind of learning disability, but he was to take part in the ceremony, which I think is lovely. I think when children are part of the family and they take part in the ceremony, um, it's very, very special. So they had what's called a unity puzzle. And it was in the shape of a heart. And there were three pieces that needed to be put in. So each of them had a moment to put their piece into the puzzle and say whatever they wanted to. And when it was the little boy's turn, he wasn't, it was not easy for him to speak. But what was so magnificent about it is not only was he not shy, but he just kept talking. And we all had a big smile in our hearts because he was given this opportunity to express himself and he took it and he ran with it and he did it with all his heart and soul. I mean, I am very careful not to get overly emotional, although I don't stop myself because I think when you close yourself off from letting out a certain feeling, you also close off what could be coming in. Um, so this moment with this young boy, it made me smile. It brought a tear to my eye because he was elevated to a place that was special and I'm sure will be special in his memory forever. And you know, when I get to do a wedding ceremony, I feel so privileged and honored that I have been invited into one of the most important moments of their life, such an intimate moment. And so I treat it with the greatest respect and love and care. I only do one ceremony a day. A lot of people do several because I feel that all my heart and soul should be with this couple on this day in this moment, not thinking of where am I going after? Where have I been before? And what else do I need to remember? So for me, it's about being a thousand percent present. And I think that 
is one of the gifts I give that I am totally there with them. And I like to give them the feeling that they can depend on me and rely on me and feel safe. And going back to positive, when we are positive, we're giving trust and respect and making people feel safe with us. Thank you. Thank you for that. And you certainly um, helped make that moment and that sharing of that story of an intense part of our Magic Monday. And uh, I'm going to make sure I say that as many times as I can in honor of Anya, who has coined those two words there. But one of the things I don't want to pass on is that when we spoke about this pillar and you chose keep your word, you also added the positive effect of conscious commitment. That's yes, that was, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you go right ahead. When you mentioned two words, that's what came to me, conscious commitment, because in keeping your word, which I think is extraordinarily important and actually links with all the other uh, tenants you have, uh, whether it's respect or uh, responsibility, which I like to call responsibility, uh, letting people know, telling them that you care and love them. Keeping your word is, first of all, giving that to yourself. Because I think I had mentioned to you when we were speaking that you first have to respect yourself. We, we've all heard the word self-care and you can't love somebody else till you love yourself. You can't respect someone else. You can't keep your word to someone else until first you keep it to yourself. So that for me is very important knowing what is it in making a commitment that I need to keep my word on? How do I do that? Because I think we all want to be loved and respected. We're told to be a giver. And so Conscious commitment first means, well, what is it that I sincerely and genuinely want to commit to instead of, well, I'll commit just because they asked. Uh, how much time do I really have to make that commitment? What does it mean to me? And I've said many times, I don't do anything I don't want to do. And yet sometimes I do. What does that mean? That means that if it's something I wouldn't normally want to do, but because I love someone so much and I know it means the world to them, then it means the world to me. So I will make that commitment and I will keep it. So keeping your word, first of all, assess what can you consciously commit to so you don't set yourself up to fail and not commit and then feel like a bad person and criticize yourself with your own inner self-talk. So make a conscious commitment and then keep it. And I think that, again, personally and professionally, when you are a person of your word, people know that, they respect it. If you want to talk about business and returning clients, when you have served them well, they're going to refer you. They're going to respect you and come back. There was a man who wrote a book many, many years ago. And one of the quotes I always remember is, I always do more than I get paid for. So I always get paid for more than I do, whether it's a gratuity or a referral. And I use that all the time. I always do more than I get paid for. I go above and beyond because I think, first of all, that's a commitment to myself and keeping my word. I tell people 
you know, I'm going to give you a thousand percent and then I do everything possible to do that. So in keeping one's word, it's respect for yourself, it's respect for other people. Again, it's creating that atmosphere of positive that people around you sense even without you telling them. Um, my parents told me, if you're not going to do it to the very best, don't even begin. So that's something when I take something on, I'm going to keep my word. I'm going to give a thousand star service, not five star. Uh, so I just think it's really, really important to respect yourself, to respect others, to consciously commit to what you know you will follow through with. Mary sadly, um, I need to keep us on track. I always get so enamored of the people that are speaking and what they have to share. But what I want to share with everybody is not only this photo that Mary Jean's going to speak about in, in a moment, which is the heart of a feather, but this quote that she sent and she unbeknownst to her, she has no idea how important the little prince has been uh, through my childhood and what, what it brought back uh, my, through my teens and young adults as well. And I love this quote that she shared with me in one of the emails which is, it is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. And uh, just having that and, and you here and this photo is really kind of bringing everything together. So before we move to the next part of our session, is there anything you would like to say about this? A couple of things. That book was extraordinarily important to me as well. I've seen the movie. Um, it's actually a quote that is at the bottom of my email. So it's there all the time. I use it in wedding ceremonies because I believe a thousand percent that when you look with your heart, you're looking with, as the Buddhists say, loving kindness and compassion and not judging because you don't know somebody else's entire story. Uh, it's a kindness. It is a positive uh, positude. It's a positive positude. Um, and yes, the little prince is one of my favorites. It comes from, and I'm sure Cece, you know this, when the little prince meets the fox and he tells him, if you tame me, if you come every day at the same time, in the end, I will tell you my secret. And so the little prince goes through taming the fox by doing these little things like Instead of just showing up whenever, he shows up at a particular time and then the fox can expect him and the fox has anticipation looking forward to it. And in the end, the fox says, okay, now I will tell you my secret. And it's a very simple secret. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. So... Also in spiritual teachings, I've learned that we have physical eyes and we have spiritual eyes. We have spiritual eyes and ears. So for one who has the eyes to see and the ears to hear, life is very different. And I think we can see the more beautiful things, the more positive things. The photo of the heart on the feather also is very special to me because it comes from the Egyptian, um, which is called the Ma'at. And the Ma'at 
was a tradition of weighing the heart. And if the heart were as light as a feather, it could go into the heavenly realms. Nothing dark and heavy could pass through that screen. Again, having a positive, loving heart that's filled with kindness and compassion would be as light as a feather. And then for our own selves, I think it's about health and self-care. If we are light as a feather, if instead of carrying grudges or animosity, we always look with a heart of loving kindness and compassion, we have a better experience in the world. I believe we attract to us that which matches our own frequency. So if our hearts are as light as a feather and we look with loving kindness and compassion, I believe we can transform that which is around us and that which we experience. I believe we're always creating our world. Thank you so very much. This has really been a pleasure to have you here.